Good morning, TGIF. Thank goodness it is Friday. Terry Saul and Amanda Smith, what you got? Okay, so a former West Salem jeweler has been arrested and is suspected of deceiving and stealing from his customers. Hmm. Um, it used to be, okay, so Douglas Gambler, Gamble okay. uh, of Portland was the owner of Timeless Jeweler, which was located over there on Edgewater Street. Okay. The store closed in October without notice. Uh, police in news release stated that since late 2022, 10 victims have reported losing property or money while doing business with Whoops. him. Some of his customers have told police that lab-grown stones were sold as natural diamonds, real diamonds were replaced with synthetic ones, and never receiving items they purchased, and they never got back the items that they left at the shop for repair. Police estimated that the value of the crimes is at least a quarter of a million dollars. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Gamble was uh, arraigned on 11 counts of theft of merchandise. Um, according to his LinkedIn page, he has been the timeless jeweler owner since 2011 and worked at a Portland wholesale jeweler from 2009 to 2016. Um, it looks like he is being he was booked and is being held at Polk County Jail in Dallas, and that's as of Monday. So I don't know if I've got an updated one for this one, hmm. um, but it looks like he's still there. Um, Salem police are asking if anyone has similar incidents, then to please file a police report by calling 503-588-6123 and hitting option one. Now, this is why... So I've built a pretty good relationship with Charles over there at right, Accurate Precious right. Metals. And that guy is so honest. It's I, I, I value him for that. He's got those machines that he can hold it up to the machine and tell you right. what exactly is in your stone or your gold so that he knows what it's worth. And that's not only for him, but that could also be for you guys as well. If you're unsure of something, he's got the tester right there. And he's the only one in Oregon that has one of those also. He's the kind of guy that if you loaned him a dollar and said, I want this back in a year, and he gave you that same dollar back with the same serial mm-hmm. number, he would not have spent that dollar. Yes. Um, so Accurate Precious Metals, they run on integrity. They're business, family business, owned and operated, and absolutely amazing. And so it's sickening to hear that people scam people like this when there's people like Accurate Precious Metals. Good morning. It is a Friday morning, TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday morning, and uh, so I'm on. I'm on day two of, of my bachelorhood. Oh, how's it going? I took Pat to the airport yesterday. She'll be gone until Monday, and uh, you know, I I didn't realize just what she does around the house. Right. I, I have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I need her back home. Yes, you do. What do you got going on? Okay, so uh, Multnomah County for Portland Public Schools. Um, a lady, she said, so often kids start misusing substances by getting into the medicine cabinet at home, hmm. uh, um, said Mary Stevens, a Portland Public School District Coordinator uh, of Substance and Use Support. Um, she said, so we are really excited about something that are we are starting to use now um, in more than one schools. So the school district has handed out 14,000 drug disposal kits to students. Um, it is an 8-inch bag that contains a carbon mixture that, when mixed with water, can destroy up to 45 pills, 6 ounces of fluid, or 6 patches. Weed gummies, fentanyl, meth, coke, and all that can go into the bag. Not just needles. Oh, just not needles. The whole kit should go into the trash can afterwards. Um, so you, in the statement ahead, it just said that 
kids so often misuse substances by getting into the cabinets. But here we are handing out bags for them, them to go look yeah. for these yeah. substances. The last thing I want is for, I've got two, three boys in high school. I do not want them going and looking for substances. Right. Right. I don't want them to touch fentanyl, have patches in their hand, have weed gummies in their hand so that they can throw it in this bag to dispose it. That is not our children's job. Mm. And so, and that's also, they literally, they contradict themselves saying that kids misuse the substances. So we're going to hand them a bag and go tell them, go find the drugs. Yeah. And and you know that they're going to go looking for them now so they can come back yeah. and brag about it. I, Look what I found. Look what I destroyed. I don't understand mm. it. Um, so that's pretty crazy. And they're pushing hard to get it into even more homes. It's already, they've already handed out 1,400 of these. Seriously? Yeah. And it's just like, so we're going to have 14,000 kids just out looking for drugs. And who's wow. to say they're going to dispose of them? Exactly. I, I, exactly. I, this is pretty crazy that we're putting this on our children. Why? You know, when wouldn't it be nice if we could just go all of a sudden get rid of all of these school board administrators? Just everybody, you're out of a job. Blah 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 blah. Let's go back to the way it was in 1968, mm-hmm. 1969, 1970. You never had this stuff. Every day in that, those years, I remember we would stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Do they do that anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't wow. think so. That's, that's, that's horrible. Yeah. I actually was, I saw a, a meme online that said, what if parent or what if teachers started baptizing students in school without your knowledge? That would be a, a huge uproar uh, of a riot. You but think? we're going to allow our kids to go do transgender surgeries without parents' knowledge and for teachers to help walk them through that without our consent. But if we bring in baptizing and religion, oh, then, then it's a game over. I I don't understand how our hands are being tied so much with the school systems and how they are ran today. Good morning, Friday morning, 10 o'clock. Terry Solomon Smith. Okay, you ready for this one? The world record for stuffing drinking straws into your mouth is 459. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? You think you're going to get a bigger gulp by having 459 straws in your mouth? Oh, my gosh. I say, why? Now, my next question is, if you got 459, what the hell? Shove another one in there. Make it a 460. They must have been like ironed flat. Because I'm trying to picture this, and I don't see how it's I got a neighbor who's got possible. a big mouth, and I could see her doing it. Okay. She's got a big mouth. Right. She's always gossiping. <laughs> but 459 straws, yeah. shove in your mouth, wow. and then you stop at that? Okay. That's like my mom says, I'm going to beat you to within an inch of your life. And go, so I'm an inch away from death, and then you're going to stop? <laughs> you know, she came at me with a wooden spoon after I said that remark. I would have learned my lesson. I bet. I never said that anymore. All right, what do you got? You got anything else going on? Um, You know, n- for this shorter of a segment, let's see. Um, I have kind of something. Well, okay, I have a town hall. Uh, so attend the town hall. Uh, a town hall open and free to the public will explore issues around Salem's new tax wage. Uh, Salem Reporter is hosting this event Wednesday, October 11th at the Elsinore Theater. Um, and it's kind of a chance to go over and explore, dive into it a little bit more, get to know the ins and the outs. I'm not sure what side this is leaning on and how if they're looking at it as a good thing, bad thing. I'm not sure. Um they do not have a time yet, so I will keep you guys posted on that. Or if you guys know a time, let me know so I can let everybody else know. So I'll keep you guys informed on that as it gets closer. Okay. 
So there's that. And then, so I seen that, uh, did you know that New York is turned a once famous, L, uh, the... Roosevelt Hotel into an illegal immigrant refugee? No, that's a beautiful hotel. Yeah, so it is lined with people that are also outside and inside. Um, and they said that they are all of a sudden they have all these mysterious unlicensed bikes that occurred um, that they're letting the illegal immigrants use with our tax dollars. And, okay, i got to cut it off. But it says that we've, Oregon, has invested over $70 million of our tax dollars into the homeless crisis. I don't think I said that right. Good morning, Friday morning. Terry Salt and Amanda Smith. How you oh, doing? Good. Okay, so 11 schools are adding dual language programs to Salem-Kaiser School District. So it said the district has dramatically expanded the program this year, giving hundreds more students across Salem-Kaiser School District a chance to learn in both languages starting in kindergarten. Um, eight new elementary schools have s- such classes for kindergartens and first graders this year. In total, 24 of the district's 65 schools now offer dual languages. Um for elementary all the way up to high school. Many elementary schools previously had a bilingual program uh, where native Spanish-speaking students were taught primarily in Spanish starting in kindergarten. In those programs, more English is incorporated each year. By fifth grade, students spend about half the day learning in Spanish and half the day learning in English. Wow, so from kindergarten to fifth grade, you only get halfway? Yeah. You would think in five years they would learn a little bit more than that. Hmm. Um, anyways, this kind of, th- this comes as they're expanding this. So it said that they've had to hire um, many more. Okay, to make this possible, the district has had to hire significantly more bilingual educators. And the effort has been in the works for years through programs to train Salem graduate and classroom aides who are interested in teaching. So I guess my question is, I get that they're adding <clears throat> this and it's it's great. We do have a lot of um, Spanish people here in Salem mm-hmm. um, that are younger that could benefit from that. But we're getting cut dramatically with our school district spending. So we're, I think, the second largest school district in the state, mm-hmm. I think. And we get $1.87 billion a year for our school district. That's billion, not Bi- million. Billion. Okay. Billion. And 80, over 80%, I want to say it was like 86% of it, goes towards salaries, mm-hmm. pay. And that's, I'm talking not teachers, more of the administrative right. and all of that up, up ahead. So they're going to have to be cutting positions and doing lots of cuts um, for next year. And they're in the works of all of that. So I don't understand how we're expanding so many huge programs and hiring so many more people to do these programs when it doesn't benefit the whole student body, right. but yet we're cutting back on pay and all of it. So I'm a little confused on that. I think it's great, but is it the right place to put the school's money when we're looking at cutting so much money? Yeah, uh, I know that for 11 years I coached soccer. I coached up at uh, Silvercrest in, Silver- in Silverton, and uh, all of a sudden, getting ready to come coach again. September they soap. We've lost the budget. There's no no more soccer. And I go, no more soccer at all? Nope. All the schools have had to cancel it because there's it's been cut from the budget. And that's too bad because sports, I've seen what sports can do for my kids. Yeah. And sports are huge. Um, they've been a game changer for 
both of my nephews um, tremendously. Uh, and a, as a coach for junior high kids, I used to have them come and talk to me and say, hey, coach, can I talk to you a little bit about what's going on at home? Sure. It's so much more than just a sport. Yeah, it certainly is. I feel like the sport aspect of it is the least amount of what you actually gain from it. 